can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is where you're at. It's Heather with Hump Days with Heather on the Talking Pools podcast. Hope you're having an amazing day. So on this episode, I want to talk about target market. I know a lot of people struggle with finding your ideal target. So I have kind of a quote unquote framework that I use to be able to make sure that you're getting your services and your products or whatever it may be out to the correct people that you need. Okay, so the first thing is going to be who would you help for free, like your passion, right? So I I have it categorized in five different ways. So I use passion, pathway, problems, persistent, and profit, right? So passion, who would you help for free? Think of the long haul for 20 years. Do folks tell you you're good at? What comes easy to you? So what's your passion? So example, like I love growing people's business. I love working. I love doing all that. So my passion is business. My passion is helping people. My passion is I could do it for free, you know, and I would be fine. Like I would love to be able to do stuff for free, but I can't. And then, of course, next, what's the problem, right? Is there an explicit need for your problem? Is there search volume? Is there going to be market growth? Can you solve it better, faster, cheaper? Any of the above, right? So you want to make sure that you have explicit needs for your problem, right? As, as every niche in our industry, we, we have a lot of problems. But what sets you apart from that, right? The next. Profit, as any businesses, is profit. Can they afford your service? What's the size of your niche? Can you, can you do quality ROI? Is there a potential for recurring revenue? Obviously, if you just clean pools, you're not going to have a potential for upselling minus repairs if you do repairs or filter cleans, right? So you want to make sure that you have quality on your return on investment. So if you just clean pools, how can you increase your revenue on top of just cleaning pools? You should be able to add other services like something simple, like if you don't need a license to pressure wash or if you don't need a license to pick up dog poop or something simple in the backyard that can help you increase your revenue for your business and work towards getting your license to be able to do repairs and stuff like that because you want to have a good profit, right? So that's your platform growth is what I like to call it. The next is persistence, right? Can you be seen as the go-to provider? That's very important, especially in our market where there's tons and tons of people that can do what you do. But are you the go-to provider? How are you competitive in your niche? 
what message is being used on your marketing, that persistent, that market leverage. You've got to make it clear, direct, and to the point. Because market research has now shown that there's only, our our attention span is only probably about within the first five to 10 seconds. If you don't have that customer engaged and your company within five to 10 seconds, you're going to lose that customer. So instead of having that first five to 10 seconds be about your company, instead switch it to something funny that makes them feel engaged, that makes it feel personal because you're, you're, you're selling emotion at that point, right? How can it? And when customers want it, they want it now, they want it quickly, they want it yesterday, right? Everybody's so impatient in today's society. So make sure that you can be seen as that go-to provider for everything. And if it's a service that you don't offer, have your network surrounded where you can have all of your go-to providers for them. So let's say you don't do you don't do remodels. Have a company that you've partnered with that can give you money back and you still do that. Have a company that you can give companies to and they give you the money back for referring that. So you're not losing revenue. You're not having an issue with being able to provide that customer with that company, right? The next is your pathway. How easily can you target online? Which social channels dominate? List interests, expert publications, associations, and groups. I swear to God, my child, Rudy. Hold on. Okay, so with interest experts publication, if you can get your website linked with these, guess what? The back end of marketing is going to lead a pathway for your back end. So you also need to know which social channels dominate. Is Facebook better for you? Is Instagram better for you? Is LinkedIn better for you? What, what target audience are you looking for? TikTok. All of these, you have to do some market research on to see which is better for your market because not every market has the same. Like my area is probably going to be different than your area. Are you getting that customer engaged within that first five to 10 seconds to be able to sustain that target market online? Because it does make a difference. So whenever you handle those pathways, you know, your engagement, your market level, all of that you want to take into consideration when you're trying to handle that customer acquisition, because that customer acquisition makes a huge difference as far as what you're going to be dealing with and what you're not going to be dealing with. If you have that customer acquisition and you're not sure, have a conversation with somebody to help you. There's market research, there's Google AdWords, there's Google Guarantee in some areas, there's Thumbtack, there's HomeAdvisor, there's Angie's List, you know, all the above. And you can actually hire a company to do all this market research for you to help you make sure that your money is going where it needs to go. That way you're not wasting your money on stuff that isn't giving a good R, you know, ROI. 
So when you're doing your target market, target market, you want to make sure that you have a good CRM to keep track of all this. Your CRM should tell you your customer acquisition cost because your lead cost should be in there. It should tell you how long it's taking you to close. It should tell you how long it's taking you from start to finish to complete a job because it should have some type of project management in there. It should also help you understand which salesperson is meeting their quotas, which salespeople are not meeting their quotas, and which salespeople are actually going over their quotas. And you can do bonuses to help keep that employee retention up to make sure that they are happy and they are where they want to be so that way you don't lose them. And if they're having a bad week, bad month, bad couple of weeks, you can have that compassion and empathy to be like, hey, I noticed in your sales quota are, are down and they've been down for X amount of time. What's going on? How can I help you? You know, get get all of that out the way to understand what's what's going on within your industry. So you want to pick a few of the niches. So when I talk about your passion, right? your passion, your problem, your profit, persistence, pathway, you know, all of those for your target market research, you want to pick all your niches. So like for us, we build, we remodel. I don't do cleaning anymore, but we're, we're talking about getting back into cleaning. I know, I don't know what I'm thinking, but especially with what's going on, um, you know, so there's other things that we do, like what's your top three? Because a company that can provide multiple things to your client, you're going to retain that customer a lot more than being able to do one or two things for that customer. So that's why it's so important that you have the network to be able to understand and retain that client so you can, well, I guess it's more like this. So if you have that network, make sure that you can actually refer that client and be comfortable with with that. Okay, so when you're doing your marketing, let's talk about your message, right? How do you come across in that first five to 10 seconds? What are the three main obstacles between the client and the result of it? What would their lives be like if they don't solve the problem of their pool, right? Are they gonna lose family time? Are they going to have to spend their own time doing it instead of spending time with the kids? Are they gonna lose money because... Let's say they fly their, you know, fry their plaster because they're not taking care of it properly, whatever that may be. And then you will target that message to who will accept and who will reject you, right? Because you're going to get clients that will accept you, clients that reject you. Example, a client that's more interested in family time is going to accept you versus a client that's not more into family time that, that wants to save the money. So you've got to make sure that you're doing your target audience to make sure that you understand you're hitting the right people. There is a beautiful thing that's called keyword tools, right? So you've got Google Ad Planner, you've got SEM Rush, you've got, um, I don't know how to pronounce the last one, but it's like A-H-R-F-E-S or A-H-R-E-F-S. It's one of the two. I'd have to Google it real quick to find out, but those are great uh, keyword tools to use when you're building your marketing. You want to go look at your competitor campaigns. You want to look at what they're doing, their funnels, their processing, and don't copy it. God, please, guys, do not copy your competitor stuff. Look at what they're doing. Look at what keywords they're using and mimic it, right? Because you don't want to 
exact T to their issue with your issue. Like, okay, well, this company's doing this, so I'm going to copy this. It doesn't look good to copy individual company stuff that makes it look just like yours. Don't do it. It's not good. It just looks like shit. So just remember when you're building your marketing, remember the matrix and the timeline, right? That's what I call your client's biggest goals, your desires, their... Sorry. Okay. Remember your matrix in your time and the big focus as to why to hire you. I help blank achieve blank so they can do blank without me or without them. You know what I mean? So in other words, I help homeowners achieve time freedom so they can spend more time with their family. All right. That's just, that's just an example, you know, to give, cause that's, what's most about it. The next, of course, when you're working on your market research is you want to do your demographics. What is the region that you sell to most? What's their age, their gender, their location, their income, their marital status? Like all of that stuff actually does matter. In Facebook, it'll tell you exactly what it is and so will Google Analytics. So make sure you pay attention to those demographics because it makes a huge deal. And when you're using Google Analytics and when you're using Facebook Boost, a lot of people do, you know, Instagram, all of the social media, LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, whatever, you want to look at their interests as well. What are they interested in? Who do they follow? Are they into books? What tools are they using? Like softwares, if they're using that, like there's all these things that you can look on the back end to see your target sources, to see, or your target audience, to see what sources that they like so you can Use your sources to target to your audience, right? When you're building this, you want to make sure that you go in a, in a pyramid, as I like to say, between everybody to make sure that your, your, your market research isn't getting wasted on. Because if you're targeting somebody that's an engineer and that wants to do it himself versus a single mom that likes family time and likes to go to take kids to games and whatever else, your target is not that engineer, right? Your target is that, that single mom that can do that. So just think about these things when you're doing your target market and when you're understanding what's going on with your, your foundation for your marketing. Make sure you're pricing your products. So you want to work on your foundation, right? You want to work on your your packaging for your clients. You want to work on a membership. If you have a membership, pricing your products, getting to know your business ideas and putting them into play. The next, you want to take those into a funnel, right? Your marketing funnel, write email sequence, create a lead magnet, landing pages, scheduling software, 
video sales letter, you know, whatever it is that you're doing for your funnel, you want to build that authority. You want to get this stuff going to make sure that you understand what's going on. And then you open up the floodgates, right? Is what I call the floodgates where you actually start using the matrix. You're using your traffic on demand. You're using SEO. You're using content marketing. You're using Google Analytics. You're using YouTube, Facebook ads, whatever it may be. TV, get it. Whatever it may be that you use for, quote unquote, the floodgates for your market research. So when you're doing this, you're building like a product ladder, right? You're going to make sure that that ladder is in, is in where it's supposed to be. That way you can also remarket to everybody and you can do your upselling and you can do your sales funnel. You can make sure you're, you're getting the right customer at your door because you could be spending $5,000 a month on marketing and getting crap leads that aren't for your business. And if that happens, you're just wasting $5,000 a month if those ads aren't converting for you and you're not getting it to the right people. So make sure you're converting it to the correct people. All right, guys. Well, this is Heather on Talking Pools. Until next time, I hope you've enjoyed this. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 